electronic narcotics. Dun dun dun. I'm on Twitter crack. You're the only man arrested in Sims. <laughs> Local arsonist. Did you burn down the banana stand? Oh, most definitely. Who what? cares? <laughs> Who cares? Well, whilst on the internet, the websites. I bet you get both feet caught in a bear trap. Look, look, I'll tell you what my, what my grandfather told me. Don't half-ass two things. Whole-ass one thing. Mama me, mama me, mama me. Tip of the tongue, teeth and lips. Tip of the tongue, teeth and lips. Welcome to General Geekery. Specifically, it's a podcast. I'm Lou. I'm Ben. And here we are together once again despite court orders hey it was only signed by this guy named david Affa david i don't really know who he was but i don't believe it i never heard of him disagree apple has this new way uh do you have you don't have an iphone do you uh not me no apple has this new sneaky way of getting you to install updates because before it just gave you the little like one over your gear symbol that's called settings and it told you oh you have an update click here to do the update and so now it doesn't do that anymore. Now it says, do you want to install now or install later? And when you hit, I'll install later. It says, great, we've scheduled that for tonight between 12 o'clock and 1 o'clock. Do you agree to the terms? And the only way to get out of it is to be like, no, I disagree, Apple. And then they go, all right, well, you're going to have to do it eventually. We'll be back. And in greater numbers. You've just made a powerful enemy. We took the FBI on. Don't think we can't get to you. At some point, I think Apple is going to stop trying to even ask you questions anymore. Like when you buy your iPhone, I think that Apple's going to go, do you agree to everything that we could possibly ever do, update, throw at you, or rearrange? Yes. Great. <laughs> Human sent iPad. <laughs> Quick flashback to last episode. So we were talking about... We are talking about uh, McDonald's, specifically in South Korea, where you can get a premium burger and more importantly, a beer. Okay. Right now, for everybody listening, we're not going to stay on fast food the entire time. I promise you, this is not like a Jim Gaffigan thing where it's like, all they talk about is food. I promise we're going to go to something else. So we were talking about, uh, you know, getting a burger and a beer, but you have to get a premium burger. You can't get uh, my personal favorite, the grilled onion cheddar burger. Uh huh. Well, neither can I anymore. It's no longer in stores. In Korea? In anywhere that I've been in, I don't know, middle of nowhere. So this was this was one of their premium burgers. I'm asking you, that's not a statement. Do you mm -hmm. do what? 99 cent menu, man. This was a nine. That does not sound like 99 cent fare. It doesn't. And and honestly, I kind of feel like maybe I got a little bit ripped off paying 99 cents for it. But it was that was the burger. That was what I had. So you're saying you would walk through a drive through for that burger? I would walk through a drive through for a McRib. <laughs> and let's be clear. In case that wasn't clear from the last episode, I am pro McRib. Okay, yeah, so so kids these days. So they're younger than me. They are. So we're at an interesting age and I say that to say this. We're at an interesting age where what would you consider yourself as far as like uh, obviously we are children of the baby the baby boomers. Right. 
but there's a lot of people that are children of the baby boomers. Where would you self-classify? Because, you know, we've got Gen X, oh, Gen oh, Y. Wait, yeah. Like, what generation do you consider yourself? My cynicism can't put me anywhere outside of Generation X. There's just no possible you, way. You, you feel squarely in generation, uh, Gen X. Oh, um, yeah. I'm so jealous that you can go definitively, I'm Gen X. You know why? There was an article that I was just reading, and it is, um, it's so quaintly named, Fuck You, I'm Not a Millennial. <laughs> okay. And so, but there's it, what it discusses. Okay. All right. Let's get this out of the way. First off, shame on the author. No millennial shame in here. But here was the kind of the, the thesis of it was you have this idea of like the baby boomers or the greatest generation, Gen X. These are very easily defined generations. Not easily, but for the most part, easily identified with. Sure. Then it gets a little tougher because you got, you've got some overlap from Gen X to Gen Y, <laughs> I guess. And then this Gen Y to millennials. And so technically now, if you, by, by most standards, if you look at what a millennial is, a millennial is anyone that grew up in the age of crossing into the millennium. And to be more specific, they listed as anybody born from 1980 through the mid 90s. That's the generation of the millennials. Well, it seems like a lot of years. It seems like a big spread for us because yeah, yeah. we were kids of that that time. Oh, yeah. But if we think back and we're like, oh, well, who are the baby boomers? Oh, you've got this 20-year period where if you're born in that time, you're a part of the baby boomer, the greatest generation in this 20-year time, you're part of the greatest generation. But then it starts to get a little bit more difficult because it's like, okay, well, are you are you this? Are you that? Are you, are you a millennial? We have undergone possibly the most change in technology of any generation. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, obviously, I think that's probably going to continue to uh, go faster and faster. But you're more of the Gen Xer mindset. Um, well, you know, it's, it's, it's really easy to, to, to stereotype the older generations and just say, oh, yeah, okay, there you that. go. You know, done. Here's a big group. When you know you read 10, 20 pages of a history book, and that was World War II, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody who grew up in that generation was in World War II. Every single one of them, you know, like you don't have a lot of leeway for for all the other viewpoints. You know, there's just not a lot of discussion about the richness of what was around. Yeah, you know, and part of that probably was because there was no internet, there was no Twitter. People weren't talking about things. It wasn't exposed. You know, you, you couldn't expose it. Yeah. Somebody has a diary somewhere that nobody's ever going to read. Meanwhile, we've lived with the millennials, the Gen Xers, the Gen Yers, the Gen Zers, whatever you call them now. And, you know, these are all to us. It's a bunch of people, maybe younger than us now Mm -hmm. uh, by 10 years. But, you know, these are all people that we're kind of a lot more familiar with. We see them online because they've adopted technology like we have. Mm -hmm. Um, It's easier to see a lot more richness and diversity in the humanity. Regardless of how we identify which is a very kind of mixed bag of, well, I was more of the rebellious, you know, grunge rocker, Gen Xer, or I was more of the technology driven social media, you know, millennial. What we are not is whatever this next generation coming up. And I, and, and the reason I say that is, are you familiar with Beloit College? The incoming freshman list. And the incoming freshman list. Absolutely. So to make sure that teachers, professors, everybody that is dealing with the students, you want to have an aspect of empathy. So you want to be able to kind of put yourself in their shoes and see what their life is like. And so every year they release this list. So the incoming freshmen now, Oh my God, the incoming freshmen now were born. Most of them in 1994. And the first thing I can think is that was a great year for music. I'm not going to sit here and argue. (laughs) 
to tsunami. I'm already thinking that, you know, the Simpsons has been out five years. <laughs> they only know the Simpsons. Which means some kids at this, as toddlers have toddled into the room and they're toddling into season six of the Simpsons. Right. Which is crazy, right? Uh, this this is this is a generation who never saw Homer as like the flawed father who was trying to succeed and do right by his family. They never saw Marge Delush. All they saw was Homer the Oaf. Ninety four. They are they were born after the Bartman faded. Oh yeah. None of them own songs in the key of Springfield. Well, right off the bat, but so we can put ourselves in those shoes. I don't know that he's enrolled, but these kids should know that um, they are the same age as Justin Bieber, and so Bieber may be enrolled at your college. They should keep a close eye out. Oh my goodness, they have always lived in cyberspace, addicted to a new generation of, in quotes, electronic narcotics. Dun dun dun. I'm on Twitter crack. When was the last time you bought your phone on like a street corner at night? I got a dime plan. Five megabytes for $10. I need another hit. I gotta get this post up. And turn down my camera's resolution. Eat up all my bandwidth. Do you say, do you feel like you're you're addicted? Are you like addicted by a bag of bits? Well, think about it. you joke though. Are you addicted to the internet? Oh, of course. <laughs> I mean, if I if I say I'm gonna take your phone away from one week, I mean, it but may you could be addicted to something that's not a narcotic. That's, well, that's true. It's not yeah. it's not a narcotic. But let's just let's just let's just call it what it is. <laughs> they all have problems. Okay, so one of the ones that's on the list, they have never seen an airplane ticket. Can I actually raise my hand on that one? I've never seen an airplane ticket. Really. No, I like ever since I've I've I mean I haven't flown for that many years, obviously, but I've never actually seen an airplane ticket, quote unquote. Like I, I've had a piece of paper that has a barcode on it that they scan. Never actually seen an airplane ticket. What do you think an airplane ticket is? Well, what they're talking about here is like the old the ones that you had to get stamped at the gates. Like like they're talking about like a a it's not a ticket like a printout ticket or anything like that. It is is the the reference here is the old fashioned airplane tickets you had stamped at different uh, parts of while you're going through the plane. So when you get checked at one place, you get a stamp, oh, and you get yeah. then you get to the next place and you get a stamp. Has, have you ever seen yeah. an airplane ticket? I do remember that now that you mention it. It was in a uh, Carol Burnett skit. Yeah, I. I I've seen I've seen them, but not I've never had one. So I know we don't do sports much, mm-hmm. but this incoming class, there has always been a football team in Jacksonville, but never in Los Angeles. Whoa! I'm trying to read some of these like they want us to to, and I say they we're not being sponsored by Benoit College or whatever it is. <laughs> but I'm reading some of these like it's like, can you believe this? But some of the things that are on here are one that's like I I can I can believe this, and the way it's written, you can definitely tell it's not written by a young person. Oh no, this well, is definitely a kids get off my lawn list. Oh yeah, here's one. While still fit. <clears throat> While still fans of music on radio, they often listen to it on their laptops or replace it with music downloaded onto their MP3s and iPods. Okay, first off. Um, Thank you, Brian Cumble. First off, iPods are gone. I mean, maybe. It's, uh, they, they, kids in born in 94, <laughs> by the time they were old enough to have their own personal electronic devices, had iPhones. I mean, my, technically, I guess my iPod is in my iPhone. Yeah. How's the capitalization? Maybe he's talking about something else entirely. Now I'm starting to see this whole list in a totally different light. And they really put some things on here that I'm sure that not just the teachers, but the, the students themselves would be very interested in. For instance, since they've been born, the United States has measured progress by a 2% jump in unemployment and a 16 cent rise in the price of a first class postage stamp. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? 
Well, whilst on the internet, the websites. Okay, here's one that makes me think that maybe I just need to go back to college. Benjamin Braddock, having given up both a career in plastics and a relationship with Miss Robinson, could be their grandfather. <laughs> Should I Wikipedia that? You, oh man, are you kidding me? The graduate? No, I have no idea who that is. Oh man, The Graduate was an amazing movie. Oh, that's the um. Yeah, Miss Robinson, are you no. trying to seduce me? Uh, uh, not De Niro. Um, that was Hoffman. Yes, Hoffman. I've never actually seen that movie. Really? This has turned quickly from students don't know anything to Ben doesn't know movies and needs to stop and immediately watch The Graduate. And Anne Bancroft as Mrs. Robinson. Wow. Remember, this was like you know. 40 years ago, so she was a lot younger then. Their folks have never gazed with pride on a new set of bound encyclopedias on the bookshelf. Has anybody ever gazed in pride? I loved that set of eight, 1989 encyclopedias all the way through 94. I think the first... <laughs> I think the first from A. Aardvark. Oh, back when the furthest planet from the sun was Pluto. It still is, damn it. <laughs> That's still my planet. That's nine. That's nine. <laughs> Not my astronomers. How did you uh, memorize the planets? I have a very specific I, I, dated. I have a very specific dated way I did. How did you memorize you know, the planets? It's funny. I didn't hear any of these mnemonics until I was in like my twenties and thirties, and I was I was appalled. I learned them just by memorizing the names. <laughs> oh, like a smart person? No, okay. no, like a dumb person, because that's the hardest way to memorize something. Don't ever do that. It's the worst thing you could do. The way I memorized these was from a television show that taught me a lot about life. It taught me a lot about Kelly and about AC and about Zach. Well, it's Mavimshnup from Saved by the Bell. I watched Saved by the Bell. Mavimshnup, yep. Mavimshnup is still to this day. If somebody's like, what's the seventh planet? I'm like, ah, Mars, Earth, Mars, Okay, well, then it's a planet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't say I was very good at Mavimshnup. So since you, since you, uh, since you weren't a big fan of Futurama, uh, given the episode you saw, they, uh, they changed that in, in the Futurama timeline, they changed the name of Uranus in like 2800 or something like that to uh -huh. avoid that stupid joke forever. And it's now called Eurectum. Actually, another great thing on the inter on the list, kids have uh, addicted to the electronic narcotic. Also in the future, everything is porn. Every, everything is porn? Yeah. They look up, they're, they're looking up uh, this giant garbage ball that was shot into space. So they found a news clip like on YouTube. So mm -hmm. they watched a news clip on YouTube about... This giant trash ball is shot into space. Fry remarks, oh, wow, in my time, all you could find on the internet was porn. And the professor says, well, actually, that's still true. And then all the professors in the lab who built the rocket to launch into space start uh, going launch into a porn. It's okay. amazing. It's the okay. best porn setup ever. So not that we like to take aside, but I'm going to take an aside. So speaking of that, it, it was just... This a isn't a beach. This is a bathtub. So... It was just April Fool's, one of my least favorite holidays of oh, all time. Worst and jokes. speaking of the fact that the internet is nothing but porn, you have to actively try to avoid porn for April Fool's. And then it's still a softcore stuff, right? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't yeah, trump yeah. that hair, yeah. though. Oh, what I'm saying. Uh, you know. Oh. oh, you know. So there's so on April Fool's Day, I don't really like April Fool's. I, I think it's mm. a dumb holiday, and it's just, hey, look, you're stupid. Huh? Well, I already knew I was stupid. Yeah. Thanks for pointing that out. There's a website called Pornhub. Yes. Yes, there is. But for one day this year, it was Cornhub. And so for their April Fools, you go to their website and everything on that front page is nothing but corn porn. 
Yes. Did you hear about this? Yes. And so you just, and it's, but here's what's hilarious. Cause Katie comes to me and she tells me this. She goes, look at this. Pornhub is Pornhub. And I was like, how'd you find that out? She goes, uh, Google. <laughs> so, but you would see a picture and it would be like, like total corn husking, like, you know, all the husking, uh, husked from all angles, dipped in butter, like all these, all these yeah, kind of euphemism. And Katie go, isn't that funny? And I go, let's see what it plays. And so I press the button and it's what it says it is. It's like one of them yep. is a conveyor belt with just like corn, corn coming down the conveyor belt. And another one is somebody dipping corn in butter. And Katie's like, I can't believe they went to the time to do this. I said, this is amazing. It's the most brilliant thing they've ever done. Problem is you have to be careful what you click through because it was, it, but Cornhub was a very thin veneer over Pornhub. And then, then you get in there and then, you know, you, your wife walks in behind you. What are you looking at? Nothing corn. That looks like naked women. I think I'd rather you were looking at naked women. No, seriously. I was looking at corn. This part. Like, I don't know. I'm so confused. You click on it and it's corn in a factory. The next one is corn in a field next to a horse. And you click on the next one. Well, there's still a horse, but it's a horse of a different color. Hey kids, would you like a drink? Well, stop playing this podcast right now so we don't get kicked off the air. It's illegal to advertise to kids. But if you're an adult age 21 or older, or, you know, whatever legal drinking age is in your state, country, whatever, it doesn't matter. Get a plane ticket and come on down to Athens, Georgia, where you can go to Village Wine and Spirits. Village Wine and Spirits, where they sell wine, spirits, and villages. Villages or beer. You remind me of someone I... The marketplace. The marketplace? So, yeah, Disney. Dirty, filthy, rotten beggars, them. What was that? That was uh, this project, Disney Ruined. And uh, it's a Vine account. They're going through, and they're taking all these scenes from our beloved Disney movies and bleeping out just the right word or the wrong word to make you think it was a different word. They're bleeping with our childhood. Yes. Oh, that's great. So, so there's more of those. Oh, there's more. Okay. So they're all they're doing is they're not changing it massively. They're just taking out a word or part of a word. That's it. And that's it. Just, just bleep it and throw in the bleep and over it. Throw in a bleep. Let you fill it in. Sure. Whatever, whatever work flower or afternoon or lovely, whatever, whatever word comes to mind. It Disney ruined. It's a vine account and look for the Disney ruined account. Apparently, apparently it has 7.4 million loops at this point. I assume that means plays of all of their videos put together. So can I, this is, I, you've, <clears throat> you've wet my palate now. I, I need to have a little bit more of this. Do you have a, another example of something that, that they may have? That was pretty amazing, actually. That's from the movie Up. <laughs> Way up. <laughs> up what? <laughs> I believe, I believe in keeping with the titles as I understand them, this is like Up 7 or Up 8. Okay, so that's just filling in... <laughs> well, we, we go to the dirtiest possible thing that you can possibly think of to fill right. in there. So Because why else would it be bleep? We're conditioned to hear the bleep and say, oh man, we're not allowed to hear that. That's not our fault. That's censors' fault. I agree. So, but here's what I don't that get about. That didn't happen before censors. But here's what I don't get about censors. So I'm watching. Before, before that, you know, you, you hear a dirty word and you're used to feeling like you're getting hit. You know, you, you, 
you say a swear and I hear my, my grandma smacks me in the back of the head every time. So speaking of sensors, here's what I don't understand though, is I was watching TV the other day and it's, uh, it was on a cable program. And so, you know, the rules are a little different for cable than it is for, for broadcast, you know, like network TV and things like that. But it was still censored to a certain extent. But to me, maybe I'm wrong. They censored the wrong word. Mm. And I looked at Katie and she's like, well, but that's, that's what they do. So the example that I'll use is someone comes up and they, they called somebody an asshole. Oh, sorry. By the way, we should uh, go ahead and preempt this. This is already an explicit uh, podcast. We're going to be a little more explicit because this is about cussing. Yes, but this is, uh, this is required for our artistic integrity. So it comes on and it, the word that they're saying, they're saying asshole. But what happens is they bleep whole. So someone comes up and they're like, you're a real ass. And I'm like, didn't you, didn't you just bleep the wrong thing? So later in the exact same movie, somebody goes, you can go bleep a dick. And I'm like, whoa, I made that way worse than you did. I just Disneyed that. Wait, wait, what do you think? What do you think? Like, is the censor drunk or are they just like, like, well, well, technically, according to styles and standards guides for 830 PM on, you know, on this channel, you can say dick, but you can't, you can't, you know, uh, suggest a, a sexual connotation for dick. Well, so that's it. That's the explanation that I, that I was given, which was ass is a donkey. Ass is a curse. Oh, that's bullshit. I think I drink a lot. Censors must drink more than anybody else. You want to know what made me storm out of the room? where I just couldn't watch the movie anymore. Not because I was mad at cursing because I'm fine with cursing, particularly if it's, if it's used well. So it's something uh, like uh, you, something you caught on TV late one night or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Okay. But I, I stormed out of the room cause so you've I just, seen the movie before. Oh yeah. I, w I stormed out of the room and here's why. Cause we'd already seen ass blank, mm, which is just terrible. Then mm -hmm. what was said in its entirety was one that I still with my Christian upbringing, have a tough time listening to spectacles, they, testicles, wallet and watch. <laughs> they go, God damn it. And I go, Whoa, you can't, you can't say that. And then here's what it was. And again, I'm Googling this the entire time. As I watch it, if you pay attention at all, I watch TVs and movies with IMDB and Google up at all times. And so again, it's like, like a good millennial. It's considered a single. Thanks. It's considered a single word, so it's no longer the the quote unquote biblical God and damn it. It's considered <clears throat> one word, and that one word as combined is not considered the same as it separate. I want to meet the people who wrote these rules. Like, what do they do for hobbies? These must be fascinating people. I don't think it's people. I think that it's that idea that language is always changing, and so if enough people online respond to a text message or, or an instant message with COO cool. Every time a bell rings an angel gets his wings. It, the more people do that, then people go, yeah, I guess that's the right way to do it. <laughs> Clap harder, Peter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. That's insane. Well, it's only, well, it, it's only one word, so we don't have to censor damn. Okay. Yeah. But really that is not something you think might offend a lot of people. Like what is your, what is your point? Why are you here? Censor? No, I think it's gotta right. be, it's gotta be like the, uh, it's gotta be like Congress and the IRS. It's like you're reading all these rules and regulations. It's like, okay, but wait, isn't the whole point that we pay our taxes so our roads don't collapse? No, 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 no. The point is to confuse the hell out of you. I think actually uh, going back to your Disney clip, 
I think that the sensors are really just sitting in the booth, just, just, just completely obliterated. And they're just pressing buttons on whatever they think. Like they're like, okay, well, technically this is radar, so I need to bleep out at least like thirteen things. So, but it's four. They got to meet their quota. But it's four. It's like cops writing speeding tickets. <laughs> it's like you, you weren't really going ten over, but you know, by the time you go to court and everything, you'll just pay the hundred dollars. Here's your ticket. So it's like four o'clock. <laughs> I'll in the see you in court. Yeah, go for it, because you know. So it's like four o'clock in the morning and some fat drunk guy is just sitting like in a booth somewhere in Comedy Central headquarters. And as a blue comedian, quote unquote, like uh, like comes on, he's just sitting here just hitting buttons randomly going, I've done enough of them. I've done enough of them. You know what it is? One of the executives got a huge bonus one day because they realized that people don't uh, don't stay up at night very well. But uh, but cats are nocturnal. So they just replaced all their audio engineers at night with cats. And here's walking across the board. So <clears throat> where some real thought went in was I was watching one of my favorite movies of all time, The Big Lebowski. And there are certain movies, if I see that they're on TV, I can't help but stop. I mean, there's not a lot of them. There's a few of them. Shawshank Redemption is one that if it's on TV, I almost feel bad that I saw that it's on because immediately I'm like, well, now I've got to stop and watch this, at least yep. for a little bit. Well, The Big Lebowski was on TV and it wasn't because... Oh yeah, of- life stops until... It's done. Oh yeah. Unless you're, well, unless you're watching the TV cut. And that's what I was going to say is, so it's going through and I see the big Lebowski's on TV and I'm like, okay, how? Like at the time, I think they had the record for the most F words in a, in a movie ever, which there's something else that I, that I'll, I'll put in a little bit in just a moment. There's a clip on YouTube where someone's taken every F bomb that's dropped in the big Lebowski and they cut it into like two minutes. Yes. It's called the effing short version. And so we'll give you a, and really it hits the most high points. It really does. You can actually tell the entire story just from that. So we'll give you a little bit of a listen right about now. That's marvelous. You have to use so many cuss words. The fuck are you talking about? So I saw the Big Lebowski is on on cable TV and I'm like, how? How? How is this on TV? And so I see it and it's the scene where John Goodman who's great, great in this movie. I'm just, I'm forcing myself not to quote it right now. It's when he takes the bat to the Corvette outside of the kid who they think is effing them over. And the entire thing, there's not a single thing that can actually be said on regular cable. So they did this. What are you doing? Here you go, Larry. You see what happens? You see what happens, Larry? See what happens? This is what happens, Larry. You see what happens, Larry? You see what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps? This is what happens. You see what happens, Larry? You see what happens, Larry? This is what happens when you feed a scrambled eggs. What happens, Larry? This is what happens when you pull a stranger. What were the censors thinking? This is nom. There are rules over the line. Market zero. Do you see what happens? 
Do you see what happens? Yeah, it, it's a travesty. Travesty, a sham, a mockery. It's a travesty, mockery. So, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, bit, I'm addicted to my electronic narcotic. I'm going through Twitter. You got your fix, huh? Uh, you, you, uh, went, uh, you went down to the red light district and you got yeah. meg, mega bits. Right now, looking this out. There's no, you know, there's no antiviral for that right now. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm laughing. I'm laughing at Ben. I'm like, oh, you millennial. I'm a Generation Xer, and I'm not even looking him in the eye. I'm like looking at my phone right now, <laughs> checking something else. I'm dual screening my own podcast. How much for a ZJ? Or That'll second screening. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm second screening my own podcast here. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, so uh, so Tesla, Tesla Model 3 was just, you know, put out recently uh, the big announcement. They did some like mock-ups of it. And apparently they had like a full-size car. Everybody's talking about the nose of the car. And some people brought up, you know, a very, very obvious uh, question. You know, you've been harping about the Model 3 forever, uh, Mr. Musk. They call, they call him Elon like they're his friend. Mm. Oh, we're about the Model 3 forever. What's, why have the steering wheel if it's going to be auto-driving? You say it's going to be auto-drive. Why do you have a steering wheel? Well, first off, laws in most places require you to have a steering wheel. That hasn't gone away yet. But what he said was, the steering wheel that's here, just because that's what the model looks like now, this is not what it's going to look like when you get it. It's going to be very different. Mm. Like, And not in the implication of it's going to be an oval. No, like the implication that this is what, going to be something you haven't seen before in driving a car. It's not going to be like Knight Rider where it's like kind of two half circles and like a... Well, you see, I've seen that before, so hopefully not. Or maybe we need to get him a season of Knight Rider stat so he can revise his statement. He brings it out and is like, look, it's got two half circles. And, so, and somewhere David Hasselhoff is like, kid? Tesla, Tesla puts out a statement like a few days later. <laughs> Upon reviewing Knight Rider, you know, Musk would like to retract his former statement. But also, the new car is going to be the Knight Industries 3000. We bought the name. Just like we finally bought Tesla.com. So speaking of that, have you seen, uh, are you familiar with uh, Slow News Day? The guys at Slow, Slow News Day? No, that was the first I had ever seen that. Okay, yeah. So this and is the, I am this, so, so woefully out of date because that was amazing. Yeah, this is the first time I've seen this either. So what this is, is it's two guys that were testing out the uh, the Tesla, what's the, what's P90 the model? P90D, I think. P90D. Yeah. Um, and so they're testing out the, uh, the, the autopilot mode. <clears throat> Their little video uh, like starts with the little joke of them like laying there like they're sleeping while they're uh, commuting. But it does a great job of autopilot, probably better than most drivers that are out there. Mm-hmm. And some of the interesting features that it had, it, it obviously uses like some sort of like visual rec- recognition of like the cars in front and the, mm-hmm. the lines and how to, how to maintain. But my first thought was, well, but what about, okay, I'm in the right lane. And it's, I want to get in the left lane. It's not going to know immediately that I just want to get in the left lane. You don't actually have to say like, oh, I'm going to take over and I'm going to drive. First world problems. I don't want to have to actually touch the wheel and turn it slightly and move into the next lane. I'm, okay. I'm way too busy. Okay, Siri, make a left-hand lane change. No, but you just have to flick your uh, your turn signal. So just tell it, uh, left-hand turn. And it looks like the, around. Like the newer cars where you tap the turn signal and it blinks a few times. Exactly. And then it just moves over into the next line. It's like, okay, we're over in this lane now. So it just kind of looks around and it does that for you. Astounding. So, but apparently it does it so well that they demonstrate in the video that if it's me in the car, I'm so conditioned to always being aware of like the surroundings, who's in front and back and left and right. And even if you're like, okay, it's an autopilot, let go. I think that all the the furthest I could go, I think the furthest that I could go is just barely letting go of the wheel with my hands still hovering outside the wheel to grab it at any moment. They played Jenga. They played checkers. 
See, I, I have the opposite problem. I'd be willing to let uh, let the car drive itself, but an electric car? Who's burning all the gas? What, what are we going to do with all this gas that we're pumping out of the ground? You got to use the oil somehow. Where's it going? It's ridiculous. You're it's almo- an abomination. You're almost suicidal in your apathy. You're like, I'm not touching it. If it crashes and I die, pff, I probably deserved it. But you know what? You know what? That, at that's least, a great at question, least, though. At least I'll make the newspapers. Here's, here's, here's a great question. 35,000 people a year in the U.S. dead in auto accidents. If you could cut that down to 3,500, but no one's allowed to drive, and your life is now not in your and the drivers around you's hands, it's in the hands of computers, would you rather take 10 times as many deaths or computer drivers and have absolutely no agency in your own death? Mm. Where, and where's, where's the multiplier? What's the number? Is factor of 10, factor of 100? What order of magnitude does it require safer before you're willing to let a computer kill you versus, say, a drunk driver? I don't know. The number might be lower for me than you actually uh, would expect because... I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not I, making I, a value I, judgment. I'm just... No, no, no. I, if, I'm, if I'm going down the highway and... Not even a highway. Let's not use a highway. Highway's a bad example. People have a tendency to kind of get on autopilot, their own autopilot, yeah. and in, in, uh, in a highway situation. I'm going to use a parking lot situation, which is where I really want the autopilot to actually mm-hmm. be. Because when people are in parking lots, for some reason, they think because I'm not barreling down the highway at 85 miles an hour, it's a good time to get on my phone, check Twitter. And so if I'm coming up on a car or I see a car that's like going traversing a parking lot and I see that head slightly tilted down, I know what you're doing. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. You are, you are left-hand tweeting while you're right-hand driving. And Which means I'm just, you're doing poorly at both. <laughs> And I'm just waiting on you. Like, I just sit here and I just stare at you until you finally, like, I finally get eye contact with you. And I'm like, do you want that parking space? Or are you just going to, you're just going to sit there? Look, look, I'll tell you what my, what my grandfather told me. Don't half-ass two things. Whole-ass one thing. You're going to make an ass of yourself on Twitter? Pull over. Make the biggest ass of yourself you can. <laughs> this has been a whole-ass episode of General Geekery. Specifically, <laughs> it's been a podcast. This was on autopilot the whole time. I've been Ben. I've been all of Lou's ass. He's going to stand by that joke. This has been General Geekery. Have a good night. Oh, a joke. Thank you. That was generous. So we're uh, we're just tossing out the entire whole like state of Utah and of our listeners. Good job, way to go. So what, like a thousand husbands and four thousand wives? <laughs> Also, the largest NSA facility is coming online there soon too. So be careful. They're our largest body of listeners. I should probably only make Amish jokes. They'll never hear. Come on, that joke's so old it can vote. Did y'all, instead of where y'all raised in a barn, did y'all just raise a barn? That looks nice. You have any more Utah jokes? Something about me, Ta? We're together in this. This is us, Ta. Just asking you what color that lampshade is. Cyan. Cyan what? Sorry, blue jokes are never good.